Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I am your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy over there in the six, what it is. What's up, Jay Hill? What's good, Jay? Just chilling, ready to get into this Mavs pod. Man, ready to get into this Mavs pod. Junior, what's up? Hey, Jay said it. Jay Hill said it, man. Let's talk about the Mavericks here. I'm excited to hear what Chaba thinks about not only the Mavs, but Luka Magic over there in Dallas. So it's ready to get into it. <laughs> man, let's, let's get straight into it, man. So we have a very, very, very special guest here on this on, on, on this episode with us. One of the OGs, man. He's been rocking with us for a long time here on Clutch Talk. It was one of our first collab podcasts. We got Shaba from the Big Shot Pod. Shaba, man, go ahead and introduce yourself. Let the people know a little bit about yourself and your podcast, as this is your second time as a guest here on Clutch Talk. Yeah, well, thanks, guys. Uh, thanks again for having me. I, I always love, you know, collaborating with you guys. I've always had a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, I have a podcast called The Big Shot Pod. I mean, I started it probably less than two months ago. Um, I'm on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I just talk about all NBA. I don't talk about just the Mavericks. Um, so, yeah, if you guys want, please go ahead and uh, – you know, look me up and listen to me, and I'd really appreciate it. Man, yeah, everybody, make sure you guys go check out the Big Shot Pod. But as long as everybody has gone and, and checked check you guys out, and as long as they've liked, comment, subscribe, that means we could get straight into this Dallas Mavericks talk. You, you ready to get into this, Chava? Sure am. Let's do this, man. So the Dallas Mavericks, man, they had they had, I guess you could call a mediocre year, man. You know, they 42 wins, 30 losses. They ended in a, ended in fifth place. They had a home and away record of 21 and 21 and 15. So Shaba, man, let me ask you as a, as a Mavs fan, you saw the way the year went from your expectations that you had in the beginning of the year and the way that it actually ended up going down. Are you content as a Mavs fan or, or how, how are you feeling now that the season is over? Um, Yes and no. I'm content um, with how we played in the playoffs, mostly Luka, um, but I'm not content with the regular season. Going into the season, everyone thought, you know, Luka was going to be the MVP. Uh, people thought that Dallas was going to be the, you know, the new contender. You know, they thought that we were going to at least be in the top four. And, uh, you know, we just had a rocky start uh, to start the season with a lot of COVID stuff. You know, a lot of players had to sit out. So that really just threw off our rhythm. Um, and it took us a long time to, you know, get into a good flow. Um, you know, we really didn't find our, you know, our true selves, our identity until, you know, more than halfway through the season. Um, but, you know, about 10 games, you know, before the playoffs, we were, you know, going to be a seventh or eighth seed and we ended fifth. So, you know, on that part, I am happy. Um, and then in the playoffs, I'm happy with how Luca uh, played. I mean, he carried us, you know, all the way to game seven. Um, but I'm not happy with guys like Kristaps. Um, and I'm just not happy with the shooters and, you know, the role players that Luca has around them. So I think that we have a, we have a lot of work to do, but I think that we can get it done this offseason. Let me ask you something real quick, Chavo. Just, sorry, just let me just interject here real quick. Um, maybe, maybe we're getting this way too early in the pod, but just shoot from the hip. What do you want to do with Chris Topsporzingis in the summer? You want to move him? You want to keep him? Like, you keep going with this Luca KP duo? Like, how you feeling? 
And that's that's a tough question because, you know, I've always rooted for KP ever since we got him. You know, he's really gotten a lot of hate here in Dallas, mm-hmm. um, mostly because he just doesn't show up when he needs to. Right. Um, but he has been unhealthy basically the whole time. This is his first offseason where he's going to be healthy, where he can train and, you know, get himself into shape and stuff like that. So I really – I would love to see him do well on the map. So, you know, I'd really like to see, you know, I'd like to see him thrive here with us. Um, But at the same time, I'd also like to see what we can get for him, but I don't think that his trade value is necessarily high. Um, So, so I'd rather keep him, And then if he doesn't look good during the season, trade him at the day, at the deadline. But even if you're getting pennies on the dollar, you know, because it's tough, like, he, he, he's inconsistent and he's injury prone, but when he has, you know, his, 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 his on days, he's really good. I mean, he's out there oh, yeah. snatching boards, hitting threes. He's just, he's a seven foot three player who can shoot, right? Like that's extremely rare. And, and so it's like the upside is really, really high. It's just, I guess, rare to get it. So we'll just still be okay with trading him, even if you're getting something that's, you know, maybe consistently mediocre as opposed to these highs and lows. Yeah, and see, that's that's why I'm on the fence, you know, because yeah. I know I know when he does play well, he can be incredible, um, yeah. but most of, you know, eighty percent of the time he doesn't do that. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but really, also the biggest plus to getting rid of him is that contract, uh, yeah. you know, and Luca, yeah, and Luca, he has so many years that he's going to be patient. Eventually, he's just not going to want to be here anymore, and he's going to want to leave if we can't contend. So, you know, every year that we try and, you know, take a chance with KP and, you know, hope for him to be better, that could be, you know, a year that we lose with Luca. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I do want to believe in him. I do want to think that he's going to do a lot better this season. So, you know, th- that's my hopes. But again, I have to look at his trade value. I have to see what we could get for him and um, go from there. So, so Sabi, you you talk about his his trade value and how it has you know really diminished throughout the th- throughout the year, especially you know since his his, his New York Knicks years. That that was when you know Kristaps uh, was was maybe your your star player, maybe your, your center player on the on on the team back in the day. But now, clearly, not anymore. And you talk about his his so his trade value. So, to you, Shaba, who 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 do you want to see? On the on 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 that Mavs team, uh, if you if you can't think of a player just like off the top of your head, you could give me like a prototype player. Do you want do you want more of a guard or do you want more of a big to be to to, to be paired up with Luca over there in Dallas? I think I think a guard, a good guard would would do well with um, with Luca because we need mostly scoring, and you know we can really get that from a guard. Um, you know a guy that I'm looking at who isn't really a star, but someone that could really help us and, you know, bring his consistency is maybe a guy like DeMar DeRozan. Um, you know, he can, you know, he, he's a great mid range shooter. He's going to show up. Uh, he can be clutch at times. Well, a lot of times. <laughs> um, so he'd be a good, a good guy to match Luca up with. Obviously he's not, you know, a star, this big name that you're looking for. Um, but you know, he is someone that I'd be interested in. also um, Kawhi. You know, the only bad thing about Kawhi is that he's going to have to sit out this coming season because of his ACL. Um, and like I said earlier, you don't want to waste years with Luka. Um, and so if we get Kawhi, you know, we're going to have to waste this coming year, at least for Kawhi. You know, I don't know how far we could get after, you know, we we uh, get our finished 
product of a team after this offseason. Um, but yeah, so basically Kawhi, DeMar, that, and Ka- Kawhi, and then DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry would be a good good matchup for us. Just to re- reunite the Raptors in there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Jay, here. What are what are some players that you think you know would would work well with Luca and fit to that that Mavis team? Uh, for a while, you know, I thought it would be Giannis, but obviously that's not happening now. But I think nice. I think a guy yeah. like uh, a guy who comes to mind is for sure either Paul George or Kawhi. And it's so funny that they're on the same team. But I think you know a two way. A second option because I think that was ultimately was Dallas's struggles this year. It was they never had a, a legitimate second option, uh, and it definitely wasn't KP. As much as they when they brought got him brought him over from New York, they thought he'd be that guy. But if they could get a second option like Kawhi or you know Paul George, um, I think they a three and D kind of player too. Uh, I think that'd be they'd be a title favorite for sure. Um, but another question I have for you, Shaba, is let's let's address a huge question mark. Uh, so obviously, from 2008 to 2021, Rick Kyle, Rick Carlisle was a coach, a legendary coach in Dallas, brought them, I believe, their first championship in uh, franchise history. Uh, so Jason Kidd, um, do you think he's the right fit? I mean, we saw what happened in Brooklyn they, with that squad they had there; didn't turn out well. And then Milwaukee was just a disaster. Uh, I think he was traded there, matter of fact. Um, so do you think things are going to change this time and he has the right recipe um, being with the Lakers in their title run and now coming over to the uh, Mavericks inheriting probably one of the best, like you said, top six, top five players in the league, arguably. Uh, do you think Jason Kidd's the, the right fit there in Dallas? Good question. Um, well, if you're, if you're at all on Mavs Twitter, everyone was absolutely just furious at Mark Cuban for getting Jason Kidd. He wasn't my first choice, but, you know, now that I think about it more, you know, I'm, I'm kind of excited about it, you know, because he can help develop Luca even more, which is crazy to even think about Luca getting better. Um, and I think, you know, since he was a point guard and one of the best point guards ever, I mean, he's second all time in assists, um, you know, his mind works differently. You know, he knows how different players can affect the game. Uh, their positioning, all that stuff. So, and he said that his number one priority uh, this offseason and, you know, his coaching tenure is to make uh, Kristaps Porzingis love the game again. Because, you know, you watch Kristaps, he's not happy. He's just, you know, lugging around. So, you know, he's just doing it as a job, not, not as, you know, his dream, you know. So I'm really excited um, with how he's going to develop those two guys. Um, and also what Dallas really just needed was, you know, a fresh voice you know Rick Carlisle he just he just ran his time out there in Dallas you know no one really listened to him much anymore uh he bumped heads a lot with Luca um now that he's gone there's reports that you know he wasn't necessarily the nicest guy you know uh he kind of disrespected a lot of players uh one of those guys was Salamejri I don't know if you guys remember him a guy from Tunisia who said that he just felt absolutely disrespected um that um Rick Carlisle even, you know, almost degraded him in front of a lot of people. So, you know, he's not the most respectful guy. And, you know, like I said, he bumped heads with Luca, And that's one thing you don't want, right? Uh, you don't want your star player to feel like he can't get along with his coach. Uh, and that's one thing Jason Kidd has is that he always gets along with players. He has a good reputation with a lot of people around the league. He doesn't have the best history, 
right. um, organizations, but you know, with players and stuff, he does. I mean, Damian Lillard was a guy that wanted Jason Kidd. He was his number one option. Uh, but then Lillard got a lot of scrutiny for his pick there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that Jason Kidd is also a guy that can help recruit guys. A lot of a big reason why guys wouldn't come to Dallas was Rick Carlisle. Uh, I mean, look at Rajon Rondo when he came over to Dallas. I mean, it was just absolutely just horrible. And the main reason was he didn't get along with Rick. Um, so, you know, I think having that that fresh voice there in Dallas and, you know, helping him recruit his development, you know, his relationship with the guys, I think it's really going to help. And I'm, I'm actually excited to see how he does. And plus with the Lakers, you know, he learned a lot. You know, he won a championship as a, as a assistant head coach or assistant coach. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm excited and, you know, I just want to see what he can bring and, but I'm, I'm optimistic. Yeah, I, I definitely think, you know, that that was something that, that me and Jay Hill talked about on, uh, on, on our live episode that, that, that we had when we talked about, you know, we think that, that Jason Kidd is going to be great for, um, for, for the Mavs, especially for Luca, man, you know, that Jason Kidd was a point guard, like how Luca is in, in today's NBA back in the day, you know, a big, a big guard, you know, six, six, Jason Kidd was, was also six, six. Uh, I believe Luca's even a bit bigger than that. And, um, and J- Jason Kidd and Luca's game is, is, is very, very similar. I, w- I would say that, that, that Luca's a bit of a better scorer, but I think that Jason Kidd, yeah I, I, <laughs> yeah I think I, I i think jason kidd you know has that has that same you know setup gene in him that you know that that, that luca has so that was a great question jay hill because i you know i i really am excited to see how how that you know that, that coaching fit is gonna is gonna work out there so Shabba, l- l- let me ask you something man let me ask you about another um an, another move that that, that 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 the mavs made here that the organization made that trading away Seth Curry for for Josh Richardson so how did how did you feel about that trade I see you rolling your eyes here for the uh for, for the people on YouTube I know you guys saw that for my uh my Apple pod my Apple podcast listeners you guys make sure you guys go check us out on YouTube but uh so yeah man so you clearly don't like that trade so talk to us how you feeling about that oh no <laughs> I hated it I hated it from the get-go uh Seth Curry he's a he's a favorite here in Dallas, even now that he's gone, you know, everyone loves him and, you know, watching him just thrive there in uh, Philadelphia being the number two scorer in Philly, uh, knowing that we gave him up for Josh Richardson who averaged, I think like nine minutes in the playoffs. He was that bad. He couldn't even get on the floor. Um, You know, he Richardson just couldn't shoot the ball at all, all season long. His defense has diminished. Um, he has no ball security. I mean, he, he, he can't handle the ball. He loses it. He, he turns it over. Um, you know, he, he doesn't have a high IQ. Um, he's definitely not Josh Richardson from the Miami Heat. Uh, I mean, you could see this, you know, when he was in Philly, you know, he just wasn't good. Um, like I said, he was shooting, turn, he wasn't shooting well, turning the ball over. Uh, his defense went down, which, you know, his number, the reason we traded for him was defense. And, you know, he just wasn't effective at all. I mean, you see guys who like PJ Tucker who can't shoot the ball at all, but you know, he played like 36 minutes in the closeout game in the NBA finals because of his defense and Josh Richardson couldn't even do that. So yeah, no, it was awful. Seth Curry, like I said, was a favorite. He's a great three point shooter. Uh, he's even a he's even a higher percentage shooter than Seth Curry or excuse me, than Steph Curry. Um, so yeah, it was just a bad, bad trade all around obviously Seth Curry can't defend um 
so he is a liability on that from that standpoint. But still, I'd rather you know take my chances with that than keep Josh Richardson. And the sad part is that you know he has a player option uh, this off season. So pretty much everyone here in Dallas is praying. <laughs> that he declines that option and that he wants to go somewhere else. Cause we do not want him here. <laughs> that, that, that is Very exactly, <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> how I thought you were going to feel about this trade. I have here on my, on, on my notes that all Mavs fans should be very upset with the Mavs organization for making this trade, man. So I'm, ha- I'm happy we, we agree on that one. Junior and Jay Hill, you, you guys agree, agree with Shaba on that. You guys feel yeah. the same way. I mean, I, I, I was actually saying, the summer before Seth went to Dallas, I was trying to, you know, lobby as much as possible for the Lakers to try to sign him as a free agent because he is, he is, no, he's a, he's a great player coming off the bench and he's not commanding, you know, $30 million a year or anything like that. I mean, we got Danny Green for a lot more. He did a lot less. So yeah. uh, no. I definitely think that uh, a player like that is valuable to any team, you know, any team. And even like, even the Warriors are a great three-point shooting team, but bring somebody off the bench, you can shoot even more threes. Like it's hard to say no to that, you know? Yeah. And even what, even what he does off the court, his team chemistry, you know, he's a great teammate. Everyone loves him. So yeah, getting rid of him was just awful. <laughs> Definitely, man. So, so while, we're, while we're on the lines of, you know, talking about uh, some great uh, locker room players, you know, some great off the court players, let, let's talk about another player that I think was, you know, it, it, his, his value on the court isn't it, isn't seen much you know it's more of a a, more of an off the court but the Mavs traded away James Johnson for JJ Redick I mean on court you know that makes makes great sense how do you feel you know as a Mavs fan I know JJ hasn't hasn't been able to to really be all that the Mavs want him to be because you know he's been hurt and uh, just been dealing with a lot Uh, dealing with he didn't even want to be there you know when he first got there so you know just dealing with all that how do you feel as a Mavs fan about the JJ Redick trade do you think it makes your team uh, much better or do you think you know it doesn't really move the bar too much um I think it's mostly just a lateral move um you know, I think that the front office mostly did that trade just, you know, maybe to quiet the fans because, you know, we wanted something to be done. You know, like I said, early in the season, we just were not in a good flow. Uh, you know, we weren't consistent at all. So I think that, you know, the fans just wanted to see some sort of move done. But, you know, that obviously didn't get anything done. Although Nicola Melli, he shot the ball pretty well. He had some pretty nice games for us, you know, Um in about eight games so you know he from that standpoint he was good but you know JJ Reddick like you said he was injured he didn't want to be there um you know so but I, I mean I guess he's a good guy to have on your bench you know he's always been known as a great teammate a nice veteran to have um but obviously you want him to be on the court um and James Johnson when we traded him away you know he became a pretty damn good, you know, scorer for the, for the Pelicans there. Um, you know, he was, I think in one game, he scored up to like 20 something points. Um, so, and it was like right after we traded him. So, you know, that was kind of a slap in the face. Um, but yeah, like I said, it was just mostly a lateral move. So, um, but Nicola Melli, he's gone now. I think he signed with uh, Real Madrid or, Atletico to Madrid, uh, some team like that over in Europe. So he won't be here anymore. And we don't expect JJ Reddick to sign with us again. So, you know, it is what it is. 
Yeah, just kind of just kind of sent out James Johnson just to kind of send him out in the year. Yeah, it's not a remove. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Junior J Hill, you guys, you guys have anything you guys want to add about about the those two trades or anything like that? Not about those two trades, but I do have a theoretical I wanted to run by Chabu, but I don't know if you want to say that for the end because this one's go, a little spicy. Go ahead, go ahead. Let's, all right, let's all run right, that. Chabu, let me let me ask you something. We're, we're used to spicy here in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you something because I was talking to John about this when the Bucks won the title. Okay, so Luca, Giannis, the best two young players. You know, I mean, I don't know how how far you want to define young. Luca definitely is. Giannis is what twenty six. So. To me, that's still young. Best two young players, best two players, you know, build a team around if you're starting today would be Luca and Giannis. I want you to take those two players that I want you to swap them, okay? Put Luca in, in, in Milwaukee and Giannis in Dallas. Does Milwaukee still win the title and does, and does Dallas still lose to the Clippers in the first round in seven? Like, how are you feeling? So let's start wow, with the first part of the question. Yeah, that's actually a really good question. I hadn't Very thought about question. that. Um, yeah, like you said, Giannis and Luca are probably the most valuable players in yeah, the league, you know, trade-wise. Exactly. Um, you know, Giannis, the one thing that he brings is obviously his defense. You know, like yeah. I said in my last episode on the podcast, the guy scored 50 points, and you honestly – I honestly couldn't decide if he was better on offense or defense. <laughs> um, He's taking that crown for best two-way player in the league for sure. Oh, Yeah. Um, so, you know, you got that standpoint. And then Luca, obviously, he's not a good defender. He's not a horrible defender like people make him sound. You know, he was when he first started. But this last season, you know, he could stay in front of guys when he wanted to. Uh, you know, he was competent enough. So he's not, you know, a liability like people say he is still. When people say that, I just know that they don't watch the games. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. You know, one thing that um, – one thing that the Bucks needed for sure to win this championship was the, their defense. Um, you know, I said that they're the first team, I think, in the league to win because of defense, like actually win because of defense since probably the 2004 Detroit Pistons. Um, and obviously without Giannis, they wouldn't have that. Although they do have Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton's a really great defender, um, but you can't replace what Giannis does. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Giannis, Giannis, you know, he can still, obviously he can score and really efficient, you know, he scored oh, shooting over 60% uh, here in the finals. Uh, and Luca, he's a great scorer, um, but sometimes he can, sometimes he takes a lot of heat checks <laughs> and sometimes, yeah. sometimes it hurts. Um, so I would probably say no. The Bucks probably wouldn't win with Luca. I think they would have gone to seven games, and I think it would have been close and probably come right down to the wire. Um, but I'm gonna have to give that one to, to Giannis. That you know, without him, they would not have won. Okay. So and then if you put Giannis on the on the Mavericks, are they beating the Clippers? Uh, that's also a great question. Um, I'm gonna say probably. Um, okay. because of that defense, you know, he, okay. he can be a guy that can stay in front of, uh, Kawhi, who Kawhi, yeah. you know, he was, I mean, he was, he was, automatic. Like he was great. Yeah. This, this playoffs when yeah. he was playing, he was great. Yeah. He was automatic from mid range. I mean, every time he pulled up, I already knew that, you know, they were going to score and also Paul George, you know, he was great from mid range too. Um, so yeah, Giannis definitely would have helped from that aspect. So yeah, I'm going to also say that probably, uh, Giannis would have helped us get to the second round. 
Okay, interesting, interesting to know. Yeah, I mean, but honestly, you can't go mm-hmm. wrong with either of them. You have Giannis oh. or Luca on your team. You oh, set yeah. for the future for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm completely ecstatic with with Luca. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm just falls to the wall. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm so and excited honestly, for our future. I do think that when it's all said and done, I have a feeling I think Luca might end up higher in the top all time list than Giannis. Like Luca, I mean, he's promising, man, and he could do it all. I mean, you're seeing he's he's doing things LeBron did when he was a rookie, and obviously, no need. There's no need to talk about LeBron that much. He's a generational player. Uh, Jay Hill doesn't seem to agree. Jay Hill, you know, you're not feeling going, that, Jay Hill, or what? <laughs> thinking Giannis ended up as a better all-time player, or what? Man, we, we got to get past the second round to to be in that. Ooh, that's fair. Got to got to get past the second round to to make that comparison. That you're talking about a champion talking about a two-time MVP. Yeah, I do got to put some respect on Giannis's name. That's true. Respect on his name. Yeah, Luca's got a, a ways a ways to go before he's he's in that on that. But level. hey, Luca's what? 22. So, I mean, let's see let's see if Luca might be a champion by the time he's 26. We don't know. When that day happens, we'll say. When that day yeah, happens, we'll talk. That's we'll, true. That's fair. We'll that. That's fair. Definitely. No one no one has more respect for Giannis than me. Um but in 3 years Two, three, three years. Luca is going to be the face of the NBA, and he's going to be the best player in the NBA. I'm 100 percent confident Ooh. about that. Wow. Okay. Okay. He's going to be like the next LeBron. He can do everything LeBron did, except for defense at that point. So, you know, I think he is going to be the best player in the league in three years. Wow. Ooh, okay. All right. Okay. Big shot coming in here. here, putting it on wax. I like yeah, it. I like yeah. it. <laughs> so, right, how old? How old is Jokic in three years? I'm curious. I believe. I don't think he's touching Luca though. though. I don't. Think I, he's I believe Luka. he would be like twenty, almost twenty-eight in three years, right? So yeah. in three years, yeah, so, in three yeah. years, you have Giannis at twenty-nine, Jokic at twenty-nine. I think. I think by that time, Steph, LeBron, KD are all out of the picture. Uh, don't forget about Davis. Don't forget about that big motherfucker, Joel Embiid. Don't forget about <laughs> Joel Embiid. Don't forget about Joel. Joel, Joel, Joel will be there. But he'll be, he'll be, I think he'll be over 30 at that point. AD will be over 30. I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely possible Lucas is, is the nicest guy. But, hey, who knows? What if uh, LaMelo Ball takes over here? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. It's Luca all day on that one. Definitely, man. Definitely Luca all day. So, Shaba, man, uh, but before we get into these, uh, to these uh, realistic trade rumors, you know, every I, I know you're 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 you know you're a fan. Every fan has you know those dreams that are aren't real, right? Like, as a Lakers fan, uh, I mean, people people think that Dame's gonna come to the Lakers. I don't think Dame's gonna come to the Lakers, but that's I'm dreaming, man. I'm dreaming. You know, I'm dreaming as a Lakers fan. No. I guys think everyone's going to the Lakers. <laughs> Uh, all the Lakers fans, ha- they, we got a dream. We, we got to hold on to a dream. So, Shabba, let, yeah, me, l- let me ask you this question. As a Mavs fan, who is it? Even if it's an unrealistic player, who is your dream pair to put with Luka on the team? Don't worry about money. Don't worry about trades. Don't worry about getting back players. No, just you put them on a the team. I want to know who it is. Oh, it's Giannis. Giannis and you know it it is bittersweet because you know he was supposed to come to Dallas or go to Miami those were the two teams if he didn't resign with Milwaukee Um, so yeah it's Giannis but after that my unrealistically realistic (laughs) option is Damian Lillard 
you know, he would be awesome to have. Uh, you know, he would really help, obviously, scoring-wise. You know, he would help, you know, um, handling the ball. It would, you know, give Luca chances to rest, you know, not have to use all of his energy, you know, every single second of the game. Um, so, yeah, it would be him, and it would be Jokic. Okay. Uh, you know, I'd, lo- I'd love to have him and Jokic together. You know, they're always – every time they're in the same building, you always see them together chatting, you know, laughing. So, you know – Maybe there is something there one day. I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> hey, I'm going to th- throw a quick bone here. Oh, go ahead, John. No, no, no. I, I, I was going to say, those choices are some great choices. Only, only one I would add, man, is is and not because I'm a Lakers fan, is that guy AD. I think AD and Luka would be so cold. I, I, I've been stated on the record saying this so many times, but I think that they would be a deadly combo. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Although I'm not the biggest AD fan, but yeah, I do think if he, and the only reason is because he's not healthy 100% of the time, but if he was, yeah, they would be killing it. You know, I think that they would instantly be a contender, no doubt. Okay, definitely, definitely. So to get in, to get into some more uh, realistic players here and uh, Jinder and Jay Hill and, and even you Shaba, if you guys have any players that you, you want to talk about, you know, realistic that you see from the maps, feel free to just go ahead and, you know, and, uh, and uh, blast them out. But I'll go ahead and talk about some realistic players that I could really see the Mavs being able to acquire uh, would be Richard Holmes. You know, I think that that would be great, a great pickup for, for, from the Kings. That'll be, that's a great pick and roll partner and a flying Bob threat for Luca. Um, you mentioned this earlier, Shaba, I think it's a, gr- a great pick. Kyle Lowry, man, Kyle Lowry, he could, he could come into the game when Luca's out and be able to, to stop the bleeding so bad, you know, I, even you talked about it earlier, oftentimes the, the Mavs have lost games throughout, throughout, throughout the season simply because Luca, you know, had to just take a five minute rest and then the Mavs go, go, go down, go down big, man. So I think that, you know, a veteran guard who can control the court, control the, the tempo of the game and, uh, and score when, when Luca isn't on the court, Jay, Jay Hill, you, you got any like realistic players that you, you want to see the Mavs trying to acquire this off season? A realistic player, I think they could acquire. Well, realistically, unrealistic would be Cat. Um, I think that he's, wow. he's. I think I don't know the direction that the T Wolves really want to go in. I think maybe they want to see a healthy um, team with you know D'Lo and and uh, Malik Beasley. But I think if they could, if whatever way they could get it done, uh, if it's giving up future draft picks, but to see Cat and Luca together. I think would be uh, unstoppable kind of tandem. So that would. that's a sleeper, a sleeper pickup I have for sure. Jenner, you 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 got any realistics? So you know who I want to say, but there's probably a better option, and I'm thinking John Collins would be a nice option to run over there in in Dallas, and I think that'd be realistic. I think they could get it done. Probably even I don't know if he I don't know if he's restricted or unrestricted. But that's probably a way that you can involve Chris Hapsburzingas and get a decent amount of, of return back because John Collins is a great player if he is restricted um, or if they do a sign and trade. Another player I think would be good too, and that's because Chapel was talking about picking up a guard. I don't know if picking up a guard is the best thing to do, but if they do pick a guard up, I think Lonzo would be a good guard as well because he's a pass-first guard and he's a good defender, right? So leave your scoring to the Hardaways, to the Lucas. Let them handle the scoring and let Lonzo handle the defense. Let Lonzo handle, you know, the, the distribution. We saw it work this year. Obviously, Drew Holiday's a much better defender than, than, than Lonzo Ball is. He's a much better player than Lonzo Ball. I'm not saying they're the same. 
but I'm saying, and I talked about this on a couple of pods ago that, 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 uh, Lonzo is like a Drew Holiday light, right? Like he's just, he's like a, he's like a wish.com version of Drew Holiday. He's got the same attributes just to a lesser degree. So I'm thinking if you have a, a player like that, it's going to, it's maybe going to help cover up some of Luca's defensive liabilities, which aren't many, but there are some there and we'll still allow, we'll still allow to have, uh, we'll still allow him to have Luca is still facilitating. Luca is still kind of, you know, being the primary, you know, the, the, the center of, I mean, he's always going to be the center potential, but kind of, you know, that centerpiece on that team. Definitely. Definitely. Saba, man, you, you got any, uh, I know you guys in Dallas, uh, you know, love talking about the math. So you got any real, real realistics that, that, that you're holding? Cause I, I'm going to be honest with you, Shaba. I don't know if Dame really coming. I don't know if Dame going over there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you guys named pretty much most of them. Uh, I would love to have John Collins. Um, obviously, I mentioned Kyle Lowry earlier, DeMar DeRozan. Um, you know, you also got Kawhi. Um, I love the Rishon Holmes um, pick that you had. I mean, that would be fantastic. If, if you go to Mavs Twitter, everyone loves Holmes. You know, we all love to have him. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's pretty much mostly, I love cat. <laughs> that, that would be amazing. Um, so that's pretty much it for the most part. Um, I would also, um, yeah, I think, I think that's pretty much it realistic wise. Um, I think I, I would love that. I'd love to, I'd love to somehow maybe see if we can get Seth Curry back, but Philly isn't going to get rid of him. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much it realistically. That's, I think you guys nailed it all in the head. So, you know, I don't really think I have anything extra. Oh, another one would probably be, um, I've heard rumors of Colin Sexton, uh, maybe a deal with him and Kevin Love over. I'm not crazy about Kevin Love at all, especially because of his price. He's, he's injury prone. Um, so I don't know, but if if he has to be part, part of the package to get Sexton, that would be good. Although I don't know how Sexton and Luca would really, you know, match up. Sexton is a really um, ball dominant uh, player. So, but he's got confidence. He can shoot all that. But like I said, he's, you know, and yeah, Bradley Beal would also be a, I mean, Bradley Beal almost seems super unrealistic at this point. This is, I don't know what the hell Bradley Beal likes about Washington so much, but it's like, (laughs) it's like he does not want to leave there at all. (laughs) So, you know, that's why I never even mentioned Beal, you know, ever. Because, you know, like I said, he never wants to leave. Um, but, yeah, I think Kawhi, Lowry, um, DeMar, uh, all those guys would be my number one my number one choices. Okay. Okay. Most I think Lowry would fit great. Like, I didn't yeah. say Lowry when we got to Mike because you had already said it. But, but I think Lowry would fit great. Uh, yes. mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah, that defense is something that we really need to improve. Yeah, exactly. Man. That, 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 a lot. Yeah. that that would help the defense and that would help, you know, the scoring and for that to be a veteran guard when when Luca is not on the court, man. Definitely, definitely, yeah. man. All right. So, Saba, man, as oh, we... And, and, and real quick, another guy maybe would be Pascal Siakam. You know, I, I wouldn't mind having him. He He's obviously, you know, gone trended downwards a little bit lately. Uh, but, you know, he, he can score, he can defend, he's big, he's long, he can get rebounds. Uh, so I think he'd also be a good pairing over there with that. With I hear that a lot of 
a lot of Pascal Siakam rumors also with the, to the Warriors. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we have Jay Hill here. Yeah. But I think they'll probably sign Pascal Siakam after they sign uh, Dame and Bradley Beal, right? With all the cap that they have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 we got to get Spicy P over there in Dallas, baby. All right, all right, Chavez. So as we wrap up here, this uh, amazing Dallas Maverick inter- in- interview is there some? Is there any uh, last words? I-, I guess here, let's do this, Chavez. Give me a couple of like a word or two, or a sentence or a phrase that represents this past season that 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 you witnessed from the Mavs or you witnessed from Luca, whatever you want to talk about, and then give me another sentence or a phrase or word that you're you you're that you're holding on to as you're looking forward to this 21 2022 season as we wrap up uh last season i'd say was hopeful you know um and that's pretty much that pretty much sums up how we sums up how we felt mass fans felt all season long um and now rolling into next season i'm gonna say realistic you know um you know i think we can get it done we just have a lot of things that we need to get done um, like, you know, we need to figure out Josh Richardson and THJ. If we can find a way to get rid of those guys, that clears up 41 million cap space right there. And we can go out and get, you know, a couple guys. And that doesn't even, you know, that's not even considering what we do with Porzingis. So, you know, we can really build a lot with this team. Uh, so, yeah, I would just say realistic. And, um, you know, I think now with our new front office, with Nico Harrison, um, who is our new president, of basketball operations. He can bring a whole lot of guys because he worked with Nike. Um, so he has a whole lot of relationships with a bunch of guys in the league. Um, with our new head coach who, you know, has good relationships with a lot of guys in the league as well. So I think our recruiting has gone from, you know, like an 18% to sky high through to like 99% of uh, like, if you had the sliders, you know, on, uh, on NBA 2K, <laughs> I think that we would be up there. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I would say that, you know, we can get it done. It just, it's just up to the front office now what they do, but yeah, I, I would say realistic now. Okay. Okay. I like that. So, so, so your two words are hopeful and realistic. Yep. Okay, I like that. I, I, I like that very much, man. So, Shaba, man, we, we really enjoyed having you on, man. We really enjoyed talking about uh, talking about the Dallas Mavericks, man, how, how, how their season went. You know, some uh, we talked about uh, coaching, uh, the coaching position that recently changed. We talked about some of the offseason moves that they should potentially make, man. And th- th- this was just overall a, a great conversation, man. So, Chaba, we just, before we close out here, I want to thank you very, very much, you know, for making some time and hopping on here with us to talk about a little bit about the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, man, it was it was my pleasure. You know, you guys are always fun to talk to. Uh, you know, I'd love to do a lot more of these in the future, not just about the Mavs, but about just the whole NBA. I'd love to have you guys on uh, here during free agency time so that we can talk about, you know, things that are going on and you know what we can expect or what we're hopeful for i'd love to guys to have you guys on as well definitely we appreciate that so jay hill jr you guys got any last words you guys want to say to uh all the fans uh shaba and 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 the dallas community over there no man just appreciate you coming on i'd love to you know kind of get your 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 insight especially one that whole chris tap situation because that's something that like we can have our own opinions as outsiders but you guys are the ones who have kp you know you're the one who really have strong feelings like no definitely want to keep them definitely want to get rid of them i kind of want to see how it pans out so it was cool to kind of get that perspective on here so just appreciate you making the time to come on it was a lot of fun i'm looking forward to next time 
Jahil, yeah. Last... Yeah, Shaba. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Always enjoy you having you on. And uh, I'm I'm excited to see what the the Jason Kidd and the Mavs do next year. Uh, I think Luca the trajectory is only up from here. And uh, yeah, man, this was fun. Thanks for coming on. Man, thank you very very much, Shaba. We had a great great time. Yeah, thank you guys. And Junior, um, when it comes to talking about Chris Stops, any Mavs fan would love to just talk about Chris Stops so they can vent, <laughs> so they can vent all their frustrations. Because man, he is—he's a hard one to to deal with sometimes. But yeah, thank you guys. It was a lot of fun. Of definitely, man. Definitely. So, guys. Here we are. We have now reached the end of the episode, which means that this is one of our favorite segments here at Clutch Talk, which is called Drum Roll, please. The <laughs> Guess the Player segment, baby. So let's do this, Shaba. We are really happy to have you on uh, on this Guess the Player uh, segment here with us today. Basically, the way this works, Shaba, is I have three players here. I have the, I have a couple of accolades. I got uh, teams that I got teams they were drafted to. Basically, I'm just going to be describing a player and without saying their name. And uh, you go. You have two guesses. You have two guesses to, to, to get this guess this player. You can blurt out the guesses if you want right away. But if you use away your two guesses, you can't guess anymore. You you got it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Let's do this. Let's do it, guys. First player that we got here on the list, he was drafted in 1996. He was the first round. He was in the first round. He was the fourth pick. He's a two-time All-Star. Oh, oh, one with the Nets and oh, three with the Suns. He's a three-time CBA champion. Stephon Murray. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was so I was thinking was Ray Allen was he drafted in '96? Ray Allen was '96. Yeah. Okay, so I was thinking I was like, dude, it sounds like Ray Allen. And I was like, nah, he see. had more all stars though. Yeah, 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 no, but and we've already done Ray Allen, so that's why I was like, yeah. it can't be. But when okay. he said CBA, I was like, oh, I know. I was like, it's either going to be Marbury. And at first, I thought it was Iverson when he said it. So he said, course. I'm like, it's going to be Marbury, or, or, and then you know, I knew it was going to be Kobe either. And I was like, almost there. But all right, give me the next one. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. This next player, he was drafted in 1994. First round, third pick. He's a seven-time All-Star, five-time NBA First Team. He got inducted. He got inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2018. Chris Webber? No. Y'all ready for this next one? This next one is gonna give a lot away, so y'all better be ready. Injuries killed this man. Grand Hill. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, Chaba. I see Ooh. you, boy. <laughs> Tough. I was ready. My guy, that was my that's my guy Jay Hill's namesake right there, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Let's let us let us get this last player here. All right, y'all ready? Let's, yep. let's do this. Let's do this. This last player. He's a 11 time first all NBA first team. He's a Two-time Finals MVP. He's a four-time All-Star MVP. Tim Duncan. 
No. Hmm. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right. He has one most valuable player award. Steve Nash? No. Go yeah, to the tips two. again. I'm, 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 I, st- I, st- I still got a couple. Okay. He's an 18-time All-Star. He always been to the All-Star game 18 times. The Kobe? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> hey, I thought as soon as I was, that's a good one. I was, I was gonna say Kobe like two guesses ago, and I was like, "Nah, hold on." You didn't say how many finals you won. What's up? Over the tip. You didn't say how many finals you won. Yeah, I was I was gonna get there. I was gonna get there. Oh, I, it's, it's because it, it, if if I came out, if I came out all of a sudden and I just said five time champion on all that, y'all would know. So I had go to go with it. Yeah. I have to say right now, I'm shocked. Junior didn't know that. I'm, I'm shocked. I am, too. I am too. shocked. The, the, I am shocked. The tips were the tips were eleven time first uh, NBA All First Team. Okay, I would have thought about him. Two time Finals MVP, four time All Star. And then I and then I said four time all star. Yes, he's. A, I, I mean, I mean, four time all star MVP. Four oh, time, yeah, okay. I, oh, no, yeah, time, he said that. He said eighteen that. time all star. Uh, yeah, I said. Yeah, I said eighteen time. Eighteen time okay. all star. Four times. Four four times. Uh, That's all-star. a great pick, man. Yeah. yeah, and I and then I knew it if I said the ne- the next one was gonna be a five time champion. Yeah, and, no. <laughs> but hey, yeah. I, Junior, I'm not gonna lie. I really thought you would have got it when I said he's only got one MVP. I thought because you know everybody that's knows Kobe a, should have more. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's when I was like, oh, let me say Kobe, but I was like, no, nah, hold on, no one guessed, so yeah. I still got a chance to. So, yeah. yeah, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. Nah, that's okay. good. That's good. Okay, well, hey, Shavo, you you came on the pod and just wiped out the floor, man. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, man. Definitely, that was very fun. So, guys, as always, man, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, wherever you guys are. You guys on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure, you know, come give us a follow. And if you guys got the, the, the Spotify groom, make sure you guys go on the Spotify groom app, man. Give us a follow. Give us a follow on there, man. Um, we're on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, man. It's at Clutch Talk One. So we'd appreciate you guys, you know, follow us. Uh, come debate with us, man. Come talk to us. Uh, we drop NBA updates on there, episode updates, just debate about the about the nba as well and don't forget to go follow my guy shop over there at the big shop pod man y'all go make sure to go check him out man he's on all platforms so make sure you guys uh go check him out and show him some love uh shabo you want to go ahead and and, uh, plug your twitter and uh, any social medias you got yeah um so like you said you know just please go ahead and uh, look me up on uh, apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, all that good stuff uh it's called the Big Shot Pod with Chava Baja. But if you just look up the Big Shot Pod, I'm there. Uh, I'm on Twitter, too. Um, if anyone follows me on Twitter, you know that I like to um, tweet some spicy stuff. Um, <laughs> so, you know, just hit me up. I'm at the Big Shot Pod. Um, also, if you have any uh, questions or topics or anything that you want me to talk about on the podcast, you know, just hit me up, send me a message or something and I'll gladly address it on the podcast. But yeah, just please go ahead and listen to my podcast, The Big Shot Pod. Um, and again, I'd love to have you guys on the podcast, and thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I had a lot of fun beating you guys in that last segment. You earned it, man. You earned it. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, yeah, like always, I had a lot of fun, guys, and I hope that I can have you, all of you on um, for a free agency podcast that I want to have. So, but thank you again, guys. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. 
And a quick shout out to Matt in the green room too. He just uh, he just follows. So appreciate that, Matt. Um, and just appreciate you listening in here. And we'll we'll be doing the, more of these too, so you'll be able to catch more of these live and as well as on the uh, on all the feeds for Clutch Talk and for the Big Shot Pod as well. Definitely, yeah. definitely, man. Jay Hill, you got any last words for the fans? Nah, man. This is a great pod. Thanks, thanks for everything. It's all good, man. So that's it. We got to y'all. Clutch Talk out. Peace.